Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Did you have a good Father's Day? What did you do, Lucky, for Father's Day? Uh, we were at the cottage. Uh, so we uh, we spent some time, and then I plopped myself on the couch in the afternoon, and I watched the entire end of the U.S. Open. And that was perfect. Nice. Nice way to spend it. Yeah, yesterday, well, we did uh, Father's Day on Saturday because we had uh, some family in, and they all had to move on on Sunday. So, yeah, my day yesterday. It was funny. I got this weird vibe from... Uh, some family, I had um, an aunt and a cousin and others, a niece reach out and some people, oh, are you okay? You know, you're on your own on Father's Day. Yeah, I'm fine. Right. I say every Father's Day, leave me alone. Now they did what I finally asked. Well, it was also the first Father's Day without your father for you as That's well, right? <gasps> Don't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> we went through the same thing in our household. So yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. That, it was, um, you know, I'm a weird I got I got problems. <laughs> we knew that already. Like things like that. You know, I, I had this conversation with a few people. And they're like, yeah, how you dealing with your uh, first uh, Father's Day without your father? Fine. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not like I saw him every Father's Day anyhow. Right, he was in yeah. Windsor. I'd give him a call and say, happy Father's Day. Love you, Dad. I mean, I, I have this feeling. And either I'm just fooling myself. But I know for me, anyhow, after losing both of my parents, I think that when I lost them, we were all on on good ground. Mm. There was no ill will. There was no issues that right. I, you know, can think of. And so I, I, I sense, or I believe in in this, that um, uh, I was sad, of course, and mourned them when it happened. But kind of moved on, and don't spend a lot of time getting all emotional over like a father's day without my dad mm. also he went very naturally the way life is supposed to go right you know it's i saw it completely the opposite when my when we lost my sister of course it's a whole other thing she's so young and there was all sorts of tragedy around that but i, I so i say i'm fine Right. right. I say I'm fine. You're masking. And yeah. yet the smallest thing on a TV show can <laughs> break me down. Like I will be blubbering over a commercial. Right. So uh, there's probably some masking going on. <laughs> this, this I'm pretty sure of. You want a therapist couch at some point with, oh, <laughs> in the future. Probably. I'll tell you what. It, it's uh, dentistry and therapy, although OHIP, and we cannot afford it. We can't afford what we have on our uh, on our uh, social medicine as it is. But um, it really, and I've never, I've never, oh, no, no. I think I did do a session after my sister with uh, with a therapist for a quick couple of chats. But outside of that, I never have. But it really is probably... You did some journaling at some point, though, journaling. right? That, yes. That's kind of a that, self-therapy, yeah. That really did, uh, yeah, that uh, really did help. And, and I'll tell you, um, if you ever go through something, you know, really kind of tragic and sad, uh, at the time, and I think this is part of our defense mechanism, we do probably mask or we, we keep it all in, mm-hmm. and, and we tell everybody we're fine. And I remember Maria getting me to journal, and I did. I journaled quite a bit. And I still have those journals, and I uh, and I have looked at them from time to time. And when you're really honest in your writing and you go back and read it, you can't believe how truly angry you are. Right. The things you let out. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about mental health a bit the last week just because of the news early last week of a, of a bunch of people in our industry um, getting laid mm-hmm. off or canned and... Uh, 
stations being uh, taken off the air and Hey, let's talk. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and so, I, just thinking and, and reading some of their uh, their comments online, the people that I know and some that I follow and, and have worked with, or or at least followed uh, through or work capacity. And, and you know, here's guys in their early or mid fifties, been you know thirty years in one place, mm-hmm. and uh, don't know what the next uh, path is. Mm-hmm. You know, and hoping that it will lead to something and. and you just think, wow! Mm. How quickly things turn, and and, uh, yeah. and it takes a lot of mental fortitude to to kind of move past and move on and move forward. Yeah, you know, with like again with the death of a family member, sometimes with a parent, you think, okay, if we know it's coming, we can prepare. But then you never really do. You always think they'll they'll be around for longer. When they pass unexpectedly, that's tough as well. Right. Yeah, it's all it's it's, it's all very difficult. And and I will say on the whole uh, firing of people in our industry and all these radio stations being shut down. This is a and I don't know this to be a fact, but I believe it to be true. The stations that are being shut down were mostly AM stations. Mm. I think that's so unbelievably short-sighted of these companies because with the amazing popularity of podcasts, we know now that talk content is king. And if somebody were to take one of those stations, I don't know how many were shut down, quite a few across the country. Six or seven, yeah. Six or seven. I don't know why they don't sell them off to somebody. Like, why just shut them down and hand in the license to the CRTC? There has to be some value to them. Right. So... If you could get a company to come along and really make cool AM talk programming, yeah, I think you'd have a successful little radio station. But they don't. They just shut them down. Right. That would cost money. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to spend money, I guess? Still uh, sleep with uh, any stuffed animals, Lucky? Uh, no. No? No, a just live a, animal a instead. Li- a live animal. This is odd. A quarter of men. Still sleep with a stuffed animal. A quarter? Yeah. Really? Yeah. As an adult. So, like, I guess anybody over 21. Like, need the stuffed animal in bed with you in order to fall asleep? Or just still own one? They just say they've regularly slept with a stuffed animal. Yeah. As an adult. Now, we have, you know, I guess, I haven't ever thought of it as odd, but when I think about it now, we have this kind of... Doll room? Yeah. With the heads missing. <laughs> um, which is incredibly creepy, by the way. If you have a doll room, heads on or not, in your house. I have an inflatable doll room. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, this week, they're tired. <laughs> no, we have this. It's like a dog. It's like a stuffed dog, but it's like lying flat out. It's a white thing, and it's been floating around our bedroom forever. Oh. It's either on the end of the bed or it's sitting on top of a hamper. Right. Or I've used it. <laughs> the things that dog has seen. Oh. <laughs> the noises it's muffled. <laughs> it's like, like my ears just aren't long enough to cover the eyes. Uh, I love this story, but I think it's... I, I, I don't think it's real, but it's a good one. Anyhow, a woman... Going viral on TikTok for a recent prank she pulled on her office after being laid off. It says she printed out a ton of images of herself, and there were speech bubbles where she'd say various things. She stuck them everywhere in the office to uh, to show that she'd never actually leave. 
Uh, the best part of it is that she numbered them and she skipped some numbers so they'd never think they'd found all of them. <laughs> she also shared an image that a former co-worker sent her of them collecting the photos. Now, that, that's, sure, fun, fine, but she either knew she was going to get laid off and so she had time to prep this. Right. But even then, after getting laid off, I've... I've been let go from a few jobs. And you don't have any time to be sticking pictures of yourself around the office. They kind of walk you to the door and send you on your way. Time to go. Yeah, or at the very least, you say, my lawyer will be in touch, and you walk out yourself. But it's, uh, I don't know that you'd have time to roam around the office posting photos of yourself. Yeah. But whatever rocks your boat, I guess. And, and it also just it screens a tad needy. <laughs> move, move along. It's over. Now, were, they, were these things polite things that she was saying, or was she casually telling people to get lost yeah, I or go hump a hat through all of these little talk bubbles? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there was probably some screw yous involved there. Right. You would think. Uh, things that we all think we're good at, or many of us think we're good at, but actually aren't. And at the top of the list, being a good listener. Okay. What? Yeah. what? <laughs> we want to believe. You know, it's sometimes. It's, it's, and, I, and I understand this of me. I think because of the job we do. And we don't do this well all the time. But you got to get to the point. Mm-hmm. And I have a real tough time being in a conversation with somebody who can't just get to the end of the story or who pauses and forgets where they're at. Right. You know, yeah. was I just saying? Uh, well, if you don't know what you were saying, how dare you expect me to know what the hell you were saying? Well, first and foremost, people nowadays have zero patience for anything, and I, I count myself in that category. If someone kind of looks at me and says, ah, and they don't start their point within, like, two seconds... <laughs> I am already tuned out. Yeah. And most people are like that. I also, you know, being, I don't know if it's what we do or the fact that I, you know, you have to do a bit of public speaking in what we do. I hate, I, I get nervous listening to other people speaking. Like when the time for speeches come, mm-hmm. I just, I start rolling my eyes right away. And, you know, if the first line is introducing yourself, like right after you've been introduced. <laughs> that happens all the time at weddings. You know, the best man gets introduced as, you know, here's John. He's like, hi, for those who don't know me, uh-huh. I'm John. Oh, God, here we go. Although, here's me. Whenever you and I are at any uh, concert and introducing the band, I start with the, hi, it's Craig and Lucky. And then when I don't get enough a round of applause, I say it again and again and again. <laughs> That's right. Come on now, people. Uh, we think we're good drivers. Many of us aren't. We think we're great at staying out of drama, and many of us aren't. Uh-huh. Being humble. Singing. I know I'm not a good singer. I know that to be true. Parenting. You know what? I, with Father's Day having just come and gone, I got a couple of texts from friends and others saying Happy Father's Day. And a, Did the boys section Happy Father's Day? <laughs> Never heard from them all day yesterday. <laughs> They're still stung from the bill they paid on Saturday. Um, and then a, a niece of mine uh, texted and said, um, you know, uh, Happy Father's Day, Craig. You're a great dad, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and then I thought about, am I a great dad? <laughs> and I thought... Uh, I would say, out of a scale of uh, ten, I- I'm about a solid six to seven. Okay. I'm a seven. I'm All probably right. a seven. Right. I know there's areas I drop the ball. Mm-hmm. 
You? Where do you think you put yourself on a scale of 10? Well, I mean, if you're a 7. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, but, but what are you basing it on? You have to deal with what you're basing it on. Right, yeah. I, mean, I think in terms of effort, I'm right up there. I blow my gasket a little quick mm. uh, at times. And there could be improvements to be made. I put myself at 8, just really? above you. Well, here's the thing with you. I think. That you're, oh, okay, let's dissect. I didn't know we were going here. Your effort department, I think, is based on your passions. Right. Like, if your boys were into uh, crocheting. Right. I don't think you'd show. You wouldn't be the head coach of the crocheting team. No. I, I think it's just because they're playing hockey, because you forced them into it, right. that you're big into that. Yeah, but even people who are big into hockey, you can just go sit and watch hockey. Yeah, you don't but, have to get involved in but it. That's what I'm saying. You're giving yourself credit for something that you're just passionate about. Right. A good dad steps up to something that maybe he's not even into. Right. And I stepped up to hockey. So I give myself more credit for that than you. Did you step up, though? I, well, I didn't coach. <laughs> so I what took did you do? I paid. You paid? I paid. Okay. And I paid and yeah. I paid. So, and you casually observed, which is what you do with hockey anyway. But no, but you went the extra step. I'm saying you can't give yourself credit for something that you're so into anyhow. Right. You get the credit if they're doing something you're not into. But here's the thing. They and golf. Here's, here's Hold on. Back up. Right. They golf. Yeah. They golf because you love it. Right. Didn't one of them take up soccer at a point, or was it baseball for I a minute? Put him, I put him into it. Yeah. And it didn't last. No. Why? Because you don't care for it. Oh, hell no. So you lose a point. What? Your, your passions are selfish. Let me tell you about the coaching thing, though. No, Let no. It, because, because, <laughs> because, while I, you know, I've never been a head coach of their team, uh -huh. I've always volunteered to help, right. and I take that as a as a step for. I take a point for that because I don't know if you realize this, but other people's kids are really annoying. Haven't I said that for ten years? <laughs> so to put up with all the rest of the, it's not my kids that are a problem. It's all the rest of them. But again, I say this. Because I believe the only reason you stepped up is not because of your kids. It's because of your passion of the game. Had they really taken to baseball, you wouldn't have stepped up as much. You well, only have because it's hockey. I wouldn't have stepped up in baseball because only I think it looks ridiculous when you're wearing the uniform. And therein lies the selfishness which loses <laughs> you a point. So you say you're an eight, I say you're a six. Tom Hanks says the key to being a great grandparent, just master mac and cheese. That's it. He says they'll love you forever if you can make them a good mac and cheese. You mm. just got to know if they prefer the dry mac and cheese or the gooey variety. Okay. Now, his wife says, Rita Wilson says, um, there's a little more to being a grandparent. <laughs> than making the mac and cheese. Oh, yeah, and have a mansion to come over right. and play it. And have, have Uncle Chad watch them. Uh, no, you got to get on the trampoline with them, she says. You got to get in the pool with them. You got to go on the tennis court with them. You got to do all the sports. You just got to hang out. I can tell you this. I, I had grandparents. My parents, grandparents, they did none of that. <laughs> Carol and Bob taught their grandchildren three fingers of whiskey. Right. Two ice cubes. Yeah. They learned. My parents sent me to the public pool mm -hmm. <laughs> and to the public tennis court. Yeah. Not the private one at the Hanks establishment. No, no. Uh, Michael Cera and Aubrey Plaza briefly dated uh, back in 2010. 
Um, but they wanted to do something rather quickly. They drove to Vegas and almost got married at an Elvis-type chapel to get a, the marriage certificate. Right. He says the idea was then to get a divorce right away so that we could call each other our ex-husband and ex-wife at 20 years of age. <laughs> and Aubrey Plaza seems like that kind of... She is so funny in interviews. You ever see her in interviews? I've seen a couple of them. She's late so late great. Just that, that whole routine she puts on is brilliant. Uh, and songs that uh, immediately make you think of a movie. So I'll name the song. You see if you know the film. Right. Uh, Kiss from a Rose Seal. Uh, this is a Batman, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Batman Forever. Right. My Heart Will Go On. Uh, Titanic. All-Star Smash Mouth. Uh, is that uh, American Pie? Shrek. Shrek? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And funny enough, have you, uh, one of the shows I caught up on during my time off was that uh, Mike Myers show, the, uh, Pentagoras or Pentium or I, I don't even know how they say it. All right. But the global takeover, like a, a like an Illuminati okay. organization. Sure. And I'm saying it totally wrong. It doesn't matter. Anyhow, in one episode of it, because it's just a one season, I think like six episodes or something. Uh, Shrek shows up and saves Mike Myers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Mike Myers. I really think he's uh, not a very nice person, but tries to come across like a really nice person. But his low-level humor is great. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know this one. The Pixies, Where Is My Mind? Oh, I know the song. Can't think of the movie. It seems like it would be like a, a dark movie, though. Mm. You have Natural Born Killers or something like Close, that. Close, Fight Club. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eye of the Tiger, Survivor. Yeah, all right, Rocky. I've had the time of my life. Uh, Dirty Dancing. My favorite film. Uh, Stuck in the Middle with You. The all-time great scenes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I want to say Reservoir Dogs, but yes. I think it wasn't really. Yeah, yeah okay, The Cutting yeah. of the Year. Yeah. The Power of Love. Huey Lewis in the News. Uh, Karate Kid. Back to the Future. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I was thinking of the Peter Cetera one. Oh, what was okay. that one? I don't know. Glory of Love. That oh, was okay. what it was. And, of course, this one. I could probably give you the initials of the song, and you would know. <laughs> talk on. Danger zone. <laughs> it is that time to talk to the godfather of the grill, Ted Reader. He's on the line. Good morning, Ted. How are you, sir? Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Doing very well, thank you. Good. Glad to hear it, Teddy. Happy belated Father's Day to you. Ah, Father's Day to you as well, and to everyone else out there. Yeah, we saw Ted on uh, Saturday. We did an early Father's Day. We played uh, at El Dorado, nine holes, and then uh, had dinner there, and I dined on pig snout. Oh, yeah, the snouts. Yes, and they're very tasty, Ted. Ah, thank you, Craig. I like that. Yeah, we actually we, uh, we had a table of seven, and we all sampled different things. I had a brisket sandwich, and my son... And my son's girlfriend's dad had the, uh, the the pig snout creation, and we had some pizzas going. There's a whole a whole mirage of food there. Isn't she a vegetarian? Um, she is. She had a she pizza. Is. Yeah, but they so but, and having everyone else died on snouts yeah. wasn't, uh, her, was appealing at some point. Her and her mother are both vegetarians. And, uh, <laughs> Ted, Ted, and we let them stay. Yeah. We let them stay. Yeah. yeah, they actually were allowed on the property. Uh, That's no, it. No problem there at all. Now, listen, if, if somebody wants to try pig snout, certainly they can just come to the joint and should and try it there. But where does one even go about purchasing pig snout? And how would one prepare it at home if they wish to? 
Well, it's uh, the purchasing. I, I picked up uh, uh, my pig snouts at an Asian market. Okay. And in the meat section and you'll sometimes find them fresh and you'll sometimes find them frozen uh, the easiest thing to do is to cook them well I remember sidebar story I was down in Chicago and I was doing some uh, product development work for this meat company and they cooked all kinds of weird stuff and they had these vats that held 500 pounds of pig snouts and they had four vats, so 2,000 pounds worth of pig snouts were Ooh. cooking. And uh, it's okay, Lucky, I saved you one for the golf tournament, so you'll have a pig snout on Thursday. Not a problem. Or or for breakfast, in fact, on Wednesday at Rock Your Block, okay? So... We'll 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 definitely do that and, right. and get things rocking. I didn't want. I don't want you to miss out. Craig had some. Yeah. You really should try some. And they're, they're, you won't. You, you'll be fine with them. They're actually good. And why is it fear factor every time? <laughs> because we know you hold a lot of fear. <laughs> Man, you make a great brisket, fantastic beer gravy. Yeah. We love the poutine. We don't want you in your comfort zone. You don't zone. want me eating that stuff. No, we know you like it too much. Right. Yeah. We need yeah. You to yeah. Sample some things. You can have a pig snout poutine, okay? Just for you. We'll make it special. We'll even top it with some hickory sticks because we know you like I those. I love those too, yes. Yeah. So really the, the easiest thing to do is, is to just simmer them, bring them, put them in a pot, cover them with water. You can add some onions and some garlic and some black peppercorns and then just bring it up uh, to a boil and then let them simmer for a very long time until they're, they're super, super, super soft. Take them out of the liquid. That liquid's going to be really sticky because of uh, the collagen that's in there. Mm -hmm. And it's going to make it, and then you save that sauce and use that liquid in making of sauces and things like that. Mm. And the snouts, you can then, once they're they're tender, uh, you can chop them up and fry them if you want. You can eat them just on their own, salt them up, throw them on the grill, do whatever you want to them. Everybody should have a little snout in their life. Yeah. I was I was happy to to try it. You, you see the little holes of the nose, the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. You got to pull the hairs out. Right. Little, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they were all trimmed up real good yeah. there. Wasn't like your nose then. <laughs> no, my nose needs some serious trimming. <laughs> oh my God! You got to get a weed whacker going on that sucker. Do you ever notice this, Ted? I think it's an age thing. Sometimes I'll be in the bathroom. I'll be shaving whatever. I'll I'll be uh, I'll be plucking the nose hairs. It'll be great. I'll I'll get in the car, I'll look in the rearview mirror, and a tree is hanging out of my nose. How did it How did it grow that fast? I think this has officially just become the least appetizing <laughs> It's all about the nose. The nose yeah. knows. Right. Have you ever noticed when you're shaving your face, you think you've got it all, and again, then you, you, you put all your shaving gear away, you get dressed, you leave the house, and you feel that one trim above your lip where you just missed a corner or just under your nose? Or is it just me? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it it happens to the best of us, Craig. I mean, I mean, we we, we all can't have a baby face like Lucky. Oh, that's right. true. Yes. Well, he just doesn't shave; right. he just let it all grow in. Well, for anyone who wanted to talk food, go to Helena's Meats, pick up a hot dog, warm that up tonight, and have you'll that be, for dinner. You'll be Forget happy. what we were just talking about for the last five minutes. But you won't be worldly like Ted and I. Are. <laughs> right. All right, Ted. If people want to talk to you about shaving or pig snouts <laughs> or any. Anything. How do they get a hold of you, pal? Ah, you're going to find me at the Joint Barbecue at Ted Grills on social media. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.